time we spoke, John, you, you said you, you theoretically only get one time around, and that is a segue into something I think is kind of cool, and that's Bruce Crawford's book, um, A Dog's Purpose. And this is a wonderful, wonderful book. Uh, Lassie Halstrom uh, directed the film. The film is actually a pretty good treatment of the book. The book's longer, of course. Um, I can't recommend it enough. And so if you have a chance, I'm just going to plug it right here. Bruce Crawford's A Dog's Purpose. Uh, or get it at uh, at uh, Redbox or listen to it on Audible. If you go to, I'm not prompting Audible. Audible, if you want to sponsor us, this would be great. You can send us a bunch of money so we can buy equipment. But it, but um, I, I do know Audible, if you have never joined, they give you one free book to start. Audible is awesome. I love Audible. I yeah. use it all the time. Listen and, to it when I run. And if you're listening Audible, money. Yeah, we're saying lots of nice things. What's the cut of the college if we get Audible to sponsor us? 10%? I'll have to talk to our, our CFO on that. Yeah, we got to get the 503C thing or something down so they can run it through me- and put media in medicine because Nassarg needs to go to conferences. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Get that money. I need a new suit. <laughs> I do. Reinvesting. This is the Rotations Podcast. I'm Dr. Todd Fredericks, Assistant Professor of Family Medicine at the Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine in Athens, Ohio, and Nassarg Bakshi, our host, and we're continuing with Dr. John Schreiner. Nassarg. Yes. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. Um, we have Dr. John Schreiner, Dean of Admissions, uh, joining us as well as Joe Rodriguez, a fellow second-year medical student, and we're here talking about the admissions process and what it takes to get into medical school. Um, you know, last week we were talking about different majors and, and pursuing your passion regardless of uh, you know, your, your medical school dreams because you can still get in uh, with uh, a different major than biology, chemistry, kind of the more traditional approach. So uh, I, guess, I guess, Dr. Schreiner, what I wanted to ask you is how have you noticed things changing in the last, you know, however long you've been a, a part of this process uh, in terms of demographics or majors that are applying, the volume of applicants? Well, I've been doing this for a while, so I've seen the evolution of electricity. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've got away from chalk and slate. No, actually. Um, yeah, don't joke about that. That doesn't fail when the power goes out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Some things are tried and true. But it does when the chalk breaks. <laughs> yeah. Can't find a piece. Exactly. So I, I have seen a lot of change, you know, in terms of the application process. Interestingly, it was always a paper and pencil, you know, sort of thing. And, you know, God bless your number two pencil. And, um, and so obviously every, the technology has infused the process across the board from the electronic application uh, which is web-based, to, uh, in our office, the processing. Uh, there was a time when you could look at my conference table and you would see stacks upon stacks upon stacks upon stacks of hard files. Of course, we're all paperless right now, so I can review files from wherever, which is really, which is great. Um, it's a blessing, it's a curse. Yeah, does uh, your wife think it's a great thing when you're on vacation? Not, not so much. Files. I try not to read files on vacation, but... Uh, uh, as I tease in the office, uh, you know, during football season, you have on Mondays it's MNF, right? Mm-hmm. Monday night football? Mm-hmm. No, it's Monday night files. <laughs> so, um, so the technology has really helped enhance the process. It's create, created greater efficiencies. Um, and but in terms of trends and such, you know, over the last, like I said, I've been going on 21 years here, uh, about 30 years in med ed uh, admissions. But over the over the 20 some years here, I've seen the kind of the ebb and flow. You know, I've seen the applicant pool that has been um, um, solid, but then I've, I've seen it grow, you know, in double-digit percentages, and then I've seen it kind of dip. I've seen it be flat. So it's interesting, and a lot of that, I've noticed over my 30 years of doing this, that a lot of the medical school applications sometimes seem to be tied to the economy. When the economy's down, it seems as though applications go up. 
You know, people think uh, the mm-hmm. safe haven is to go and secure more education to realize greater opportunities in a tougher market. Um, and so there's, I think there's a correlation there. Um, so I've seen the ebb and flow right now. I'm pretty excited. Uh, as you know, medical school admissions is always competitive. That's one thing that doesn't change. We had 4,944 applications this year for, for 240 seats. Uh, we were up 2.6% from this time last year, uh, which is exciting. You know, when you're an admissions geek like I am, anytime you're up, up in the black, so to speak, you know, with an increase, that's a good thing. And there are like 33 or so DO schools right now. Only six of them experienced an increase in applications this year, and we're one of them. So I was, Why I, is that, John? Why, why, why do you think Because we're HCOM, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Bleed the green, word right? is out. The word is out. HCOM is an incredible place. And I, and I, I, you know, I, I kind of jokingly say that, but I think that's the honest truth. Um, people know about HCOM. They know the incredible work we do. We go to conferences, uh, national conferences, and osteopathic medical education a couple times a year. And uh, we're talking about the innovation of doing this or doing that. And oftentimes, you know, in the same breath, somebody said, you know, kind of like HCOM's doing. And, you know, and it's affirmation for us. We get really psyched about that. It's like, wow, we're really, we're recognized nationally. We're doing things in a very forward-thinking manner, uh, and we're doing things the right way. And, and we get that. Uh, it's nice to hear that objectively, you know, in, in some of these different circles. But m- even more importantly, it's awesome to hear that uh, from a very objective, very critical uh, body, and that is COCA, our accreditation body. Yeah, well, I think one of my favorite things personally and, and, and something that was stressed during the interview process as well was uh, how much HCOM really looks at the individual and, and makes sure throughout medical school that they're, that they're doing well, you know, not necessarily just doing well in classes, but making yeah. sure that they're happy and healthy. Um, so what, you know, how does HCOM manage that? How does it pull it off? What, what yeah. are the challenges involved there? It's the HCOM family, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're on the Athens campus, Cleveland campus, or Dublin campus, it's the HCOM family. And that's the overarching culture here at our medical school. And I think that lends to um, a great student experience. You can work really hard and have a great time doing it. But you're right. You know, medical school is going to be hard. As I, I say in Shriner Sermon on Fridays, it's going to be, we're going to work you like a dog. It's part of the deal. Um, so we know it's a challenge. And we're going to set the bar very high. And there's going to be stress. And there's going to be times when people aren't going to be as successful as they thought. You know, maybe they banged a bunch of A's and everything came easy as an undergrad. And, uh, and now it's a whole new game in med school. So sometimes there are struggles. Those struggles can be academic. Those struggles can be personal, and which can then impact the academic. We have incredible learning specialists here at the medical school, here in Athens and in Dublin and in Cleveland, and they can be the student's best friend when they're experiencing academic difficulty. The faculty here, you know, they're very well credentialed. They're incredible, uh, but they're not inaccessible. They're very accessible, and they're here to uh, support the medical students, you know, because they're going to be future colleagues, you know, if they're clinical faculty. And they're going to be the content experts that are going to help the student through the tough spots if it's the biomedical sciences or social medicine. Um, Everybody is so invested in the student. So we have great access to, uh, and we want to increase the access to uh, greater uh, mental health and and wellness uh, opportunities and resources. As Dr. Frederick mentioned, you know, you're seeing more burnout now than ever before. Um, life doesn't get easier, and as you get older, you know, I think Dr. Frederick and I will tell you, young bucks, life doesn't get easier, and uh, people get old, people get sick, roles change, responsibilities change, expectations grow, and so you've got to be able to roll with it, and that can be tough. That can be a real challenge emotionally, uh, mentally, intellectually, and so we have people here to help with that because we are so vested in our students. 
Sure. Our so attrition rate is less than half of one percent. Half of one percent. Less than half of one percent. Wow. Yeah. So we're monitoring everybody's academic performance, and so if somebody's struggling, we're going to reach out to them and say, "Hey, it looks as though there's been a couple speed bumps." Uh, I encourage you to reach out to our our uh, learning specialists and get some help. Let's go over some of these quizzes or exams that maybe we're giving you some trouble. Maybe we need to look at uh, some different ways to maybe address, uh, um, you know, the approach to the curriculum. Maybe it's time management. Maybe it's, uh, matter of fact, there's, there's a session going on today uh, dealing with uh, test anxiety. And so how can we help you uh, deal with some of the issues that you're dealing with, whether it's academically or personally, you know? We're not all psychologists here, okay? But we do have access to some incredible resources that we can get the people in connection with what they need to, to get them uh, through the tough times and to stay on track and, and to move forward be successful. And to go off of that, um, as a student, I think even before these meetings happen, um, I go to my friends first here, and mm-hmm. I think the best thing that I've learned, at least in this first year, is that it's, it's especially like told to us by our faculty, but it happens more with the students, that it ends up being we're not competing with each other, we're competing mm-hmm. with the material. And the best thing is that all of us work together so well. Like, we help each other more than you would expect in med school. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You hear those horror stories of, you know, uh, everyone's competing and it's yeah. cutthroat. And mm-hmm. it's not like that at all here. No. Yeah. Why do you think that is, Dr. Shiner? The admission process. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's the admission <laughs> process. Yeah. It's those meetings. No, it, yeah, really. Get, yeah, those meetings. I you, you know, getting the right people on board is so important. And, and we, you know, we interview those folks that, you know, are gunners, you know, and... And it's all about them, and it's all about their success. And, and you can kind of get a feel for that vibe in the interview process. Um, and so it really, it really comes down to getting the right people on board right at the onset. And I, I think you guys would know your first point of contact here at HCOM, it's going to be very welcoming. It's going to be supportive. And it is the HCOM family. And so we really try and infuse that culture to our students. Like you said, Jason, you hit it right on the head, man. This is a great comment was, you know, um, we're, we're all in this together. And you said it as well, Nassar. You know, and so people studying together. And as a physician, you're not working in isolation. You're working right. as part of a team. Studying together is going to help you through the curriculum. Like you said, you're going you're gonna to complement somebody else who's maybe not as strong in biochem. And, uh, and they're going to complement you. Maybe you're not as strong in phys or something. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's working together. Like you said, Nassar, it's not, it's not going to be cutthroat backstabbing. It's going to be collegiality, cooperativeness, and teamwork creates a great learning environment and, and really enhances the chance for student success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, I, we try and set that tone from the get-go. I think that's really reflected, too, in the fact that I've used a comment before, Nassar and I have talked about how at, at the end of second year, it's always the, the old saying, Athens in my rearview mirror. That was the big thing in second year. Athens in my rearview mirror so I can go be a doctor. And what's funny is how many people get out and after a while they're like, no, I really want Athens in my front, my windshield. I want to go back there yeah. because I, I really think it comes down to the sense of community, Certainly the campus, and this isn't anything against the regional campuses, uh, Dublin or Cleveland, it's it's all the same philosophy, that I had a good experience, I had made great relationships there, I miss the people I got to spend time with, I want to go back and revisit it. And I, I feel that very strongly about the place, and I know other people do too. Incredible. And I'm going to air some dirty laundry uh, <laughs> about Dr. Schreiner on oh, uh, my oh, own no. case, that... <laughs> He has taken me to task about his concerns because I've, I'm, I'm rough on students sometimes when they come in to interview. And Dr. Schreiner's point was, look, we are looking for a good experience because we want people to feel like even if they don't actually get into medical school, that this school 
was concerned about their future and wants them to be successful, even if they don't end up matriculating. And so this is no BS. This is, I mean, I've, I've, been at the, I've been at the pointy tip of John's sword here before, <laughs> where he said, Todd, maybe we should rethink about your approach. And, and I mean, that's a, that's a lesson learned for me. Um, and I've really taken it, I mean, it just shows there's sincerity and there's truth in what is being said here. And I, I, I say that at my own expense, because it's true. Everything Dr. Schreiner is saying is true. Well, thanks, Dr. Reddick. That means a lot. So, so what would you say is the best part of your job then? Uh, I get paid twice a twice a month. <laughs> uh, that sounds incredible month. right now. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm just jazzed, but I do enjoy that. I can tell you the best part of my job is um, feeling as though I've been maybe a little bit of a bit player in your journey, and um, I, I so dig it when uh, the thing that makes one of the things that makes my day. I'll, I'll ask you guys, you know, your colleagues in the hall. Hey, how's it going? And it's living the dream, Dr. Schreiner, living the dream. So then going off of that, what would you say then is the worst part of your job? Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Taking that phone call for the kid who didn't get in or taking the phone call from somebody connected uh, Mm. for that kid who didn't get in. Mm. And... uh, but I wear double-seated britches, and, you know, I've got a pretty thick skin. He's a Clevelander. Yeah, baby, I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, so. He's a steel town yeah. guy. He can handle yeah, it. Yeah, I've been ditzed by better than you. <laughs> so I just think in my head, it's like, yeah, come on, let's get over yourself and let's move on. So, no, but that's, that's tough, you know. And, and <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of medical schools, if you're not admitted, they don't want to talk to you anymore. Um, and we're like, hey, on Friday, I tell them, you know, in the everyday programming, if you don't get in, call the office Monday, you know, or next week and, and find out why. As you know, you can never address a problem until it's identified. So, you know, the student might think, you know, that it was, you know, something uh, in this area that was not, you know, up to snuff, when in fact it was something totally different. So those conversations are kind of tough because, you know, they really wanted to get in. They're so passionate about it. You know, sometimes there's tears and emotion. You can hear them in the voice. Um, so those are hard. But those are good life learning lessons, you know, for the person. We try and, we try and be very helpful even in those, those tough times of disappointment. Yeah, so, so we're almost done here wrapping up. And, and you know, Joe, you've been in sitting in on, on both these episodes, uh, listening to Dr. Schreiner and, and taking them some information. Do you have any questions or, or comments um, you want to ask him? I guess uh, comment-wise... Um, at least for especially the people that are applying. Um, I, I, that was us a year I ago. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and off of what Dean Schrader just said, don't, like, take, if you didn't get accepted, mm-hmm. really take their criticism and use it. Mm-hmm. Because I also think people that have not got accepted that apply again, it really shows this is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that applied, didn't get accepted, like, uh, okay. I'll or they apply else. with the same application. Yeah. And, and it's just, and it's just mm-hmm. like, if this is what you really wanted to do, then you would have put more effort into it. You would have changed something around or you would have at least applied again. Like mm-hmm. I, when I didn't get accepted, it even confirmed of that I, this is what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and that I wanted to be here. And Focused then, you. It did. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that also, we talked about it. Um, be who you are. Like, yeah. And like we talked, like you don't have to be a biology or a chem major unless that's what you really like. Then do it. It's great that there are so many different personalities here at HCOM. It's crazy. Like, there are people that are from so many different aspects of life, and that's the best part because they give me a different point of view on the same subject. And it's like, I never would have thought of it this way. That's a great way to think of it, like humanitarian on the social aspect um, or, and like we said, like, 
physics helps in some things. Um, it helps understand certain situations. But mm -hmm. um, be who you want to be because it also makes school and it makes life a lot easier. That is true about our faculty. Our faculty is one of the most diverse groups of people and from the entire spectrum. I mean, and there's someone as a for a if you need a mentor, there's someone on our faculty that will connect with you. Mm -hmm. I don't care what where you come from on the spectrum, you're going to find someone that you can relate to. And I think that is true. I think it's a really good observation. I'm glad you brought that up. Do you mind going in? We Nassar brought this up. We were talking about Acomas and AACOM and the relationship yeah. between the two. We didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that, how that works? I better. I'm a former chair of our... Well, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, two-time It's chair. a rhetorical question is yeah, what it was. Uh, no, you're right. Okay, the relationship, it's interesting. There's, you know, so you've got the AOA, right, the American Osteopathic Association, which is separate from ACOM, the American Association of Colleges of Osteopathic Medicine. And then yet another acronym... A-A-C-O-M-A-S, the American Associated Colleges of Osteopathic Medicine Application Service. Now, ACOM, the Association of Colleges, is uh, the parent organization that serves all the DO schools and facilitates the admission, pro uh, the kind of the application process through ACOMIS, um, with the exception of Texas. Uh, Texas has their own application service. So uh, ACOMIS is under the umbrella of ACOM. And ACOM is really, like I said, uh, the overarching organization that serves all the colleges of osteopathic medicine. Cool. All right. This is a great conversation. Any other questions or comments that you want to bring up? I just want to thank you for the opportunity to share a little bit about uh, my world and admissions and student affairs. And uh, it's, it's an honor and privilege to work with you guys and, and to serve here at HCOM. And uh, I'm just pleased to be able to spend some time with you here this morning. Yeah, thank you for joining us. It was it was great. Uh, I'm sure lots of applicants will find this information helpful. Uh, I, as I hope so. And our office navigate. is always available for more questions, 1-800. <laughs> Look up the number. Yeah. Give us a call. Uh, we're here to help. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, well, well, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, this has been yeah, another episode good. of Rotations. It's good. Rotations is the weekly podcast of all things medical and is part of the media and medicine family of medical storytelling. Rotations is a product of the Ohio University Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine and the Scripps College of Communications. Rotations is hosted by Nisar Bakshi, produced by Todd Fredericks, audio engineered by Kyle Snyder, and video edited by Brian Plough. Rotations is co-hosted by a league of champions of all things medical and a few people we pull off the street. Rotations is copyrighted, and while we welcome citations, tweets, Facebook likes, and other endorsements via word of mouth and social media, we reserve all rights to content. You may use Rotations content under the provision of Creative Commons, but you cannot alter or edit the content in any manner without express permission of the content creators, and you must cite Rotations as the source of any content derived from the podcast. We welcome any comments, and you can contact us by emailing rotationspodcast at gmail.com, tweeting us at rotationspcast, or by visiting mediainmedicine.com and putting the word quotations in the subject line.